Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. With the draft coming to an end, I thought this would be a great time to go through and edit my position rankings. So for today, I'm going to be talking about my top 12 running back rankings. I put out a video probably a month ago. I think it was actually my first video, which was my running back rankings. So this is going to be an updated list from then. There's definitely been some movement in the top 12. And so let's just get into it. The first guy I have at number 12 is going to be Cam Akers from the Rams. Cam Akers really broke out in the last four weeks of 2020. He had a rough start to 2020 coming in as a rookie. He didn't have that workhorse role immediately. So he really had to kind of go through some rough patches, some injuries to really earn that role. But the last four weeks of the season, he averaged 24.25 opportunities per game. So that includes his carries and his receptions. And that's a super high number. Going into 2021, I think this offense is going to be much improved from 2020. You have Matthew Stafford coming in, replacing Jared Goff. They went out, they signed Deshaun Watson. They drafted some offensive players in the draft. And so I just really think this offense is going to be explosive. They're going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns. And Akers is still going to be lined up to be that dominant workhorse. They didn't bring anyone in. They didn't draft anyone who's going to directly compete with him. So I think he's lined up to have a really big year this year. Now at number 11, I have Joe Mixon, who had a pretty disappointing 2020 season, but it really wasn't due to his production. It was because he only played in six games. But in those six games, he averaged 19.8 rush attempts per game and 4.3 targets. Those are great numbers to see from kind of a dual threat running back. He's getting a lot of volume in both the rushing and receiving aspects. And he was number 10 in points per game in 2020, which was very solid for your number one running back. This offseason has been really good to Joe Mixon. You had Giovanni Bernard, who was released. And even though Bernard was Mixon's backup, they would just be using him in really weird situations. Bernard would get a lot of work in the passing game, but to go along with that, he'd be in there on like two minute drill, stuff like that, where it's like you'd think you'd want your number one running back Joe Mixon in, but Giovanni Bernard was kind of cutting into those crucial drives. And so he's gone. We're not going to have to worry about that anymore with Joe Mixon. And then in the draft, the Bengals went in and they upgraded that offense. They drafted Jamar Chase in the first round. And for Joe Mixon's value, I would have liked them to pick Panay Sewell, you know, go out and improve that offensive line. But then they came around in the second round and they selected offensive tackle Jackson Carmen. So this offense is just going to be way more efficient this year. You're going to have Joe Burrow back from his ACL injury. They're going to have a really nice passing offense, which is going to take the pressure off of Joe Mixon. And so I really think this is the year Joe Mixon comes in and establishes himself as a top tier running back one for fantasy football. Here at number 10, I have Aaron Jones. He's been top five in total points and points per game in the past two years. And keep in mind when I'm talking about total points or points per game, I'm using half point PPR uh, scoring. So, you know, it's kind of in between the standard and PPR. It's kind of easier to just generalize those points. And also he's had at least a thousand rush yards, 11 total touchdowns, 45 receptions and 350 receiving yards in the last two years. So he's just been an absolute unit these past two years, getting it done everywhere on the ground and in the air while also getting in the end zone. And you have Jamal Williams, who's gone now. 
So A.J. Dillon slots in as that backup running back. And I think people are kind of overestimating how much of a role A.J. Dillon is actually going to have in this offense. He's probably going to get more carries than Jamal Williams did, but A.J. Dillon is nowhere near the receiving back that Jamal Williams was. So if I'm an Aaron Jones owner, I would much rather him get a couple more targets and lose a couple carries just because those targets are much more valuable. You're getting potentially half a point per reception or a full point. And so receptions are always going to be greater than carries. You get more yards per reception. And so that's all stuff that I think is a positive for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, I think, took the biggest fall of any running back in these rankings from the last time I made this video. And all of that has to do with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation right now. Without this Aaron Rodgers drama, Aaron Jones would probably be my RB6 or even my RB5. But if Rodgers does not return to this Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones is going to take a huge hit. And I think he would fall even lower than number 10. When you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, he's going to lead a super efficient and high scoring offense. He's also great at passing to the running backs. So if you lose him, that's just going to be a huge hit to Aaron Jones' fantasy value. So we really have to see how this plays out. If Rodgers comes back, I think Aaron Jones moves up. And if Rodgers leaves, I think Aaron Jones falls. So right now, this is kind of a placeholder in the center. Now at number nine, I have Austin Eckler. Eckler only played in 10 games in 2020 due to injuries. But in those 10 games, he was averaging 5.4 receptions per game. If you were an Austin Eckler owner, you probably wanted to see some more work in the red zone. He just wasn't really in on those goal line opportunities. And there were just some kind of weird personnel decisions. You would have a maybe a third and goal from like the eight yard line, obvious passing down, and you don't have your best receiving back in. It was just pretty strange. But this offseason went about as well as it possibly could have for Austin Eckler. They upgraded three of their offensive line positions, which included signing an all-pro center while also drafting the second best O-lineman in this draft class. So that's great news to hear for a running back. An O-line can really make or break a running back. And if Eckler was able to produce with a subpar O-line, improving this O-line should just increase his value even more. To go along with these offseason moves, they also have a new coaching staff. And so I think picking Austin Eckler at this number nine slot is almost like drafting him at his ceiling. And so I really think this year he has crazy upside. If he can stay healthy and this coaching staff really uses him effectively, I would not be surprised at all if he finishes as a top five, even top three fantasy option at the running back position. Now at number eight, I have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb really had a great season last year. It was number six in points per game and number nine in total points. And that was with him only playing 12 games. All the other guys in that area played 16, 15, 14 games. He was able to finish top 10 in only 12 games played. And Nick Chubb's value really comes from his efficiency on the ground. He averaged 5.6 yards per carry on 15.8 carries per game. This rushing offense with the Cleveland Browns was on fire last year. In Kevin Stefanski's first year with the Browns, he really introduced a super effective run scheme, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were that one-two punch for the Browns, and I expect that to continue this year. The only kind of downsides I see with Nick Chubb are his lack of work in the passing game. It's not a deal breaker, but it's something you want to see if you really want a guy who's going to have that top-tier upside, basically unless your name is Derrick Henry. 
and I do think he may have some potential touchdown regression this year. He averaged one touchdown per game in 2020, and I just think with all those weapons the Browns have on that offense, you have Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt, you're going to have Odell coming back, Jarvis Landry. I don't know if that one touchdown per game is sustainable, but even with that, Nick Chubb is one of the safest, I think, first-round picks you have in fantasy drafts this year. Coming in at number seven, I have Ezekiel Elliott, and I really think Elliott is going to have a huge bounce-back year this year and is really going to produce for his fantasy owners. I want to look back to the start of Elliott's career from 2016 to 2019. This is where he finished in points per game. So in 2016, he was third. Then in 2017, third again. 2018, seventh. And 2019, in fifth. So he has been a guy in his career who's basically just a set it and forget it in your lineup. He's going to go in and he's going to be an RB1 and likely a top tier RB1. And he was on his way to doing that again last year. He averaged 19.9 points per game in the first five games he played. And those first five games are the games that Dak played in. And I think that's going to have a huge effect on Zeke because if Dak's not in the lineup, the defenses can stack the box. They don't have respect for guys like Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci at quarterback. So they're just going to lock in on Zeke and just really try to stop him. And so with Dak back, I'm expecting big things. And really the only main concern I have for Zeke is that offensive line, which just is not as strong as it was in years past. At number six, I have Jonathan Taylor, who came into 2020 as a rookie and absolutely lit it up. Number nine in points per game and number six in total points. That's wild production, especially for a rookie. And that's with an inconsistent start to the year. Marlon Mack came in as the starter. Fortunately for Jonathan Taylor, he did get injured right away. But Taylor still had to kind of battle to get that number one slot. There were games where they were just riding the hot hand. They didn't really fully commit to Taylor. He kind of had struggles finding the lanes early in the season. But he really broke out towards the end. And with that great Colts offensive line, I just expect that to continue. I think now he's secured that role as their easy number one running back. And so I think he steps in week one and he's going to get that same workload he was getting at the end of the year. And I think that could lead to really top five finishes in total points and points per game. The only thing I'm really concerned about is a potential regression in the receiving game because you do still have Naheem Hines there, who's kind of their main receiving back. He's probably going to be in there on those third and longs. And also, Phillip Rivers is gone. He's a guy who's notorious for being really solid in the checkdown game. And you're changing to Carson Wentz, who's kind of known for not being so good with the checkdowns. So that is something to worry about. But I think Taylor's effectiveness on the ground is just going to override all of that. People also seem to be concerned with Marlon Mack re-signing on a one-year deal. I'm really not bothered by this at all. I think Marlon Mack is going to be the clear backup. They spent high draft capital on Jonathan Taylor. He is going to be their guy. Marlon Mack is just going to be the change of pace back, the guy who's going to get a couple carries just to give Taylor some rest. You know, he's familiar with the system, and they brought him back on a one-year deal. I really don't think it's anything more than that, and I would be super confident having Jonathan Taylor as a top-tier running back one for me. At number five, I have Saquon Barkley. And I just want to start off by kind of praising Saquon Barkley because I think I get a little bit more into the negatives later on. But so as a rookie, Saquon finished number two in total points and points per game. And that's as a rookie, which is 
really unheard of for fantasy football. That just does not happen. You don't step into the league right away and perform that well, but Saquon Barkley did. So I just kind of want to point that out to show the potential that Saquon Barkley has every year. But I do think there are some glaring concerns this year. He's coming off a torn ACL, which is supposed to be fully recovered by week one. But I mean, it's definitely not ideal. And while the Giants offense is improving, that O-line is still subpar. So that's something I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on. But I mean, all of that to say that Saquon Barkley is still in my top five running backs. So I obviously still like him. I just don't really see the path to him being like a top three, top two running back. I've seen him selected as the number two, number three, and I'm just not there with him. So I may not be having many shares of him, but I'm definitely excited to see how he's going to do this year. Next up at number four, I have Alvin Kamara. He was number three in my previous rankings, but he's moving down one slot to number four. Alvin Kamara is an absolute target monster for a running back. He averaged 7.1 targets per game in 2020, and in all four of his seasons, he's had at least 80 receptions. What I'm a little bit concerned with is that losing Drew Brees, I think, is a big hit to Alvin Kamara's fantasy value, and that's really for two reasons. The first one is that Kamara's kind of huge upside was from his touchdowns and from his receiving game. And Drew Brees was really solid with the checkdowns late in his career. And so whoever starts between Winston and Hill, I think you're definitely going to see a decrease in that. And then with Alvin Kamara, he only averaged 12.5 carries per game last year, which was number 15 in the NFL. So he's not really up there in carries with guys like Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. And so the concern with that is that if he's not getting that receiving work and he's not getting a ton of volume on the ground, he has to kind of keep up that insane touchdown pace. And my concern with that is that even if Jameis Winston is the starter, I definitely think they're still going to be using Taysom Hill at the goal line. So I think he's going to be vulturing some of those targets from Kamara. But I do have confidence in Sean Payton in really using Kamara effectively. They've paid him big money. So he's going to be a part of their game plan. So I still have him here at number four, but there's just a couple more guys that I feel a little bit more confident this year than Alvin Kamara. Now I have the guy that I moved above Kamara at number three, which is Derrick Henry. And this is really just due to Derrick Henry's consistency and reliability. You know exactly what you're getting from him on a year-to-year, week-to-week basis. He's only missed two games his entire career, which is absolutely absurd. And I've heard this almost being used against Derrick Henry. People are arguing like, oh, everyone gets injured, so it's kind of about time for Derrick Henry to get injured. I mean, I don't see how you're using that logic. I think Derrick Henry is just not human. He's had an insane workload for years, and the man just never misses a game. He's been top four in points per game and total points the last two seasons. And even though he doesn't see much work in the passing game, the guy's just too effective on the ground. I'm just going to hit you with a ton of these insane stats for Derrick Henry. Number four in opportunity share last year, number one in carries number two in red zone touches, number one in rush yards, number two in total touchdowns, number one in breakaway runs, and number one in evaded tackles. All of that is absurd, and I think it really speaks for itself as to why I have Derrick Henry here at the number three slot. Now moving on to number two, I have Delvin Cook, and he's a player who's had injury concerns in the past. It's really why he hasn't been a top pick the last couple years, but I think he's kind of put all that to bed. He's played 14 games the last two seasons, 
And in 2020, he continued to build on that great fantasy momentum he had. He was number two in points per game and number three in total points. And he put up those numbers while being a super balanced running back with the ground and in the air. He averaged 22.3 carries per game, which was number two in the NFL. And he was also getting 3.9 targets per game, which was 15th. So even though it's middle of the pack, when you combine that with his rushing ability, it kind of creates a very consistent and well-rounded running back. Another thing Dalvin Cook really has going for him is just how much the Vikings are committed to getting him the ball in the red zone. Dalvin Cook was number one in red zone touches and number one in goal line carries among running backs. So when they're in that red zone, they're not looking for Adam Thielen. They're not looking for Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook is their main priority in the red zone. And so if he's getting fed the ball and hit in the passing game, his touchdown upside is unreal. And so that's why I have him here at my number two slot. All right, last but not least, my number one fantasy football running back for the 2021 season is Christian McCaffrey. I think this is a clear choice. Christian McCaffrey has proven over the last couple years that he is the best fantasy football asset out there. He was limited to only three games in 2020, but I'm really not concerned with injuries with him. From 2017 to 2019, he played in all 16 games, which is very impressive. A lot of running backs don't complete that full 16 game season, and he just has the highest ceiling of any running back by far. It's not even close. He was number one in points per game and total points in 2019. And in 2019, in half point PPR scoring, he outscored the next best running back by 123 points. Christian McCaffrey is just such a step ahead of any other fantasy player where with his first round pick, you're potentially getting like a five point per week difference between Christian McCaffrey and the next guy, which is pretty crazy value in the draft. I would say in most years, I don't really want that number one pick because you kind of get that first guy and then you have to wait a super long time before you get to make your next selection. But this year, I will be all over that number one pick. If I land the first pick in drafts, I will be super stoked with that just because of the unreal positional advantage that Christian McCaffrey gives you. He's basically like Travis Kelsey at the tight end position, but it's just not something you normally see in running backs. Normally with running backs, those top guys are just separated by a point or two, but really Christian McCaffrey has the potential to average like five to seven more points per game than the next guy. And so I will be smashing the draft button at number one here with Christian McCaffrey all off season long. All right, so that is gonna complete my running back rankings. It was fun to kind of rework these and check back in after the draft. I will definitely continue to update these and we'll probably post updated versions maybe every month or so. But this is what I have for right now. I'll be coming out with my wide receiver rankings, my quarterback rankings, and my tight end rankings in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for those. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you guys enjoyed the content, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That would really help the channel out and I would appreciate that a lot. Also, let me know your comments down below. Do you agree with these rankings? Do you think certain guys are too low or too high? Let me know what you guys have to say. I'll make sure to get back to you. Thank you guys again. See you next time.